Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. A um, little bit of an overcast again this week. Um, the weather has been a little bit cloudy and a bit, bit of humidity actually floating around. Um, interestingly, last weekend we were out and about on Saturday and we attended, uh, I think it was seven auctions in total um, over Brisbane on a very wet Saturday. So we thought we'd have a chat today about auctions. Yes. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Today, we are going to focus in on bidding at auction in Brisbane. We're going to talk about preparing for auction. Uh, more specifically, we're going to talk about what happens during an auction, what you need to be prepared for, what you need to understand about auctions here in Brisbane, and also what happens after an auction. So hopefully anybody that you know is looking to buy and that is an auction campaign, hopefully you'll be able to take away some good um, auction bidding tips from today's session. Yeah, some, some of the things we noticed, um, especially just last weekend, was um, different, different styles, different techniques. Um, some people just scared to actually make an offer. Um, it's a lot of we do a lot of work behind the scenes and a lot of training in, in what we do when we start to do auctions when we help clients as well um, in auctions and that is you know understanding where to start how to close things out um, how to read other people's body language and, and signs of you know when they're running out of money um, and things like that um, but it was interesting like one of them we went to on the weekend um, we saw someone with a paddle was registered, interested to buy, and the agent actually went over and said, oh, are you going to put a bid in? And they said, oh, no, I'm just watching at the moment. I'm a bit a bit nervous or a bit scared. So, mm. Interesting when we hear comments like that as buyer's agents in the room because, you know, for those that are bidding to buy their home or an investment property, most in most cases it, it may be a, a one-off um, opportunity for them to bid at auction. It might be the very first time that they've ever registered to bid at auction and it might be the very first time that they have been a bidder at an auction. Um, very different when you're coming from a background as a buyer's agent where we're bidding at auction, you know, most weekends, a lot of weekends, certainly in Brisbane. So, you know, with experience comes skill and with skill comes better outcomes in a lot of instances because not only do you need to understand you know, auctions, understand who the other bidders are, how you can potentially read um, signs from other bidders, how an auctioneer runs an auction. But you also need to be a skilled negotiator because not all auctions will just run smoothly, you know, be called onto the market and sell um, in, in an auction room. What might happen is that you might hold the highest bid as a bidder and um, then you'll enter negotiations that might occur either on the floor or someone somewhere that they'll take you for a private conversation and the attempt is there to increase your bid to bring the property onto the market. So not only do you need to be prepared to bid, but you need to be prepared to negotiate under really tough, um, you know, a, a tough situation. It's, it's high um, intensity. It can be, you know, as Scott mentioned, highly stressful. Um, and for a lot of buyers who are really emotional about the purchase, it's very easy to get carried away. So let's get started and talk, um, you know, about what buyers can do to be prepared. It's interesting when you, when you talk about going into the room for that private negotiation. And if you know the auctioneer, uh, I think it's a bit of a different story because we, we do know most of the auctioneers around Brisbane. Um, so going and have a chat with them um, is probably not as, or definitely not as nerve wracking for us at all. Um, we go in, we can have a chat to them, we can talk about the market, we can talk about how many people are there to buy um, and what's actually happening. 
understanding those auctioneers and how they work, how they talk. Um, look, one one tip I'd probably give, which we've had this on on the podcast before when we spoke to spoken to auctioneers about it, is if you're going to an auction, you're actually going to buy it. There's no use just sitting there and not putting a bid in. You might as well actually get in, get in and get started um, and, and get the ball rolling. See what people are prepared to pay. I think that um, that silence at the start of an auction can actually create more nerves for people when it just goes dead silent. Um, and a lot of auctioneers will, will say to you, if you're here to bid, you've got to, to buy the property. You've actually got to make a bid. If you don't bid, you won't buy. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things they use, and there's actually quite some good auctioneers out there that have a lot of humour and and get people laughing, and that'll that'll probably get them relaxed a little bit as well. I think a lot of that comes from confidence and buyer confidence. And I think a lot of buyers underestimate how prepared you need to be going into an auction because it's not just about where your bid limit is for that particular property. It's understanding value. It's understanding, you know, what you should be prepared to pay based on comparative sales. It's understanding where other buyers might see value because with thorough understanding and education around the market, it gives you confidence. And what bidders lack in Brisbane, based on our experience and observing hundreds of auctions over the last several years, is confidence. Bidders lack confidence. Um, and that can work to their disadvantage in a, in a competitive auction um, situation. Yeah. And, and one thing we do, again, another tip, but I, like, I think average people probably don't have the time for this, is we actually go and watch so many auctions, even if we're not bidding, we'll actually go and watch to understand who's out there, who's buying, what people are paying, what properties are selling for, also how auctioneers talk and how auctioneers work. So we get an understanding of how they talk and how their body language happens and things like that. So it does make it a lot more, I mean, I think some people probably say, oh, look, I can do it. It's all right. I'm just going to go and bid an auction. But it's surprising how much the, the nerves will build up on, on the strongest characters um, and actually get them a little bit nervous um, before it starts. So, um, it, you know, it's it's preparation, it's getting organised, it's it's understanding and, and knowing what's going to happen or what can happen um, because it's the times when those little things happen that you don't expect or you're not ready for, they're the, little in, they're the ones that are going to make you have that hiccup and, and not quite be ready for it as well. Yeah, so I guess um, the first thing that we want to talk about is being prepared and what you need to do um, as a property buyer to be prepared to bid at auction. Um, now, obviously, up front, what you need to do is ask for all of the auction documentation from the real estate agent who's selling the property. So if a property is listed for sale by auction and you are interested, you actually have to let the agent know that you do have an interest. They will then be able to provide you with all of the auction documentation up front um, and that will include various forms. Um, of course, the contract of sale. And if you're wanting the contract of sale reviewed by a solicitor, that has to be done upfront before auction day. Um, that will help you understand what is um, a legally binding contract. And it's always good to understand that before you buy, especially if you're not used to signing these contracts every day of the week. Um, I think also, you know, you should be requesting the auction bidding um, documentation that you will be required to complete again so you can understand up front before auction day what is required of you. Um, I know in Queensland, uh, so when you buy property here in Brisbane, you must register to bid. And what that means is you must turn up on auction day with appropriate identification to be able to register. You must also know up front what entity you are purchasing that property in. You must 
already have that advice if you are purchasing outside of your own names. And even if you're purchasing in your name, you must also understand, is it just one name or is it both names? All of that must be decided up front before you turn up to the auction on auction day. So preparation is critical there. Make sure you get your driver's licence. That's another little tip. Absolutely. That's your ID. <laughs> so, so when you turn up with your ID, so obviously those things beforehand, go through the contract, okay? There's going to be things in the contract. Basically, it is an unconditional contract um, generally, pretty much all the time. Um, it's unconditional. So that will be things like finance. Um, make sure you got your finance all under control. You've got a pre-approval. You've spoken to your broker, your bank, whoever you're getting your money through, and you've got that um, approval ready to go. Yeah, and I also think it's always critical um, in planning to go to auction that you speak to your bank or your mortgage broker before you attend that auction and you tell them the address that you intend to bid on. They can then do a preliminary assessment to make sure that you do have the capacity to pay based on what your maximum limit will be. Really um, important tip, give the address to your bank or mortgage broker up front so they can run a quick assessment for you and be prepared in the event that you are the successful bidder. Um, as Scott said, when bidding at auction, um, you won't be bidding subject to finance. It is an unconditional offer, so there is no finance clause that will apply. Um, likewise, if you're bidding at auction and you're unsure of the condition of the property, unless a seller has provided a building and pest report up front to you to review, you will be required to obtain your own building and pest report up front. That can't be left to the last minute. Agents will simply not have time to arrange access. So again, it must be prepared in advance so that you get that report back from a building and pest inspector um, and you can understand the full condition of the property up front. Take your time, read through the report, understand it. If, you, if you're in doubt, ask questions. Okay. The building if and pest inspector building, will building, answer questions. Building and pest inspectors, they'll, they're independent. Um, they're licensed. They will, they'll happily be answer questions. So if you've got questions, you're unsure, obviously ask the questions. Um, that's something we do with our with all of our clients. We go through, I review all the building and pest reports myself. So I understand everything that's happening there, make it clear and make it nice and straightforward to our client. Um, the cooling off period. Yeah, it does not apply when bidding at auctions. So um, it's important that you understand that there will be no cooling off period normally when you are buying under private treaty sale, um, there'll be a five-day cooling off period that applies. That is not the case when bidding at auction. There is no cooling off. You are buying unconditionally. If you are the highest bidder when the hammer falls, uh, you become the new owner of that property. Terms and conditions. So the, the settlement period, now that's something that is, it's always usually set out in the contract. They'll They'll actually state there what it is. Um, it's something if it's not exactly what you're after, you need to ask the agent. Okay, so you need to get that approved beforehand so that they can actually say that there is an adjustment in the in the settlement period. This is what it is, and they will allow other people to bid on those conditions as well. Basically, yes, if you're wanting to vary the terms that are provided to you in the contract of sale as being the terms of the auction, they do need to be negotiated and agreed upon upfront before auction day. So some of the terms that you may be able to negotiate on depending um, on the circumstances are, as Scott pointed out, the settlement period. If you do need something that might be outside of what the standard settlement timeframe, you can request that through the sales agent, um, but you do need to seek approval from the seller. The seller has a right to say no, in which case you can't bid under those terms. If you do seek approval, um, Quite often that is agreed up front um, and then you will know that you're bidding under those um, agreed terms. Sometimes you can also negotiate the deposit amount. Again, it is all subject to 
um, every vendor and and every sales agent. So it has to be negotiated up front and only if agreed upon does that entitle you to bid under those alternative terms. So preparation, as I say, do your homework, understand what it is, um, make sure you've got that, that pre-approval. I mean, you can't bid without a pre-approval. Well, that's not exactly true. Yeah. So yeah. as long as you've had a conversation with your bank or your mortgage broker, you don't need a formal pre-approval in place as such, but you must have um, had a conversation and a pre-assessment, um, which enables you to have that certainty that you have capacity to pay. So not all banks uh, will issue a pre-approval as such, but as long as someone has had um, a look at your financial situation and uh, once they know what you're willing to pay for the property, uh, based on your market research and understanding the value of the property, then they will be able to determine whether you have capacity to pay. Because remember, there is no finance condition. If you buy and then find that you cannot afford uh, to get the finance, then you will be in breach of contract. We'll talk about that a bit later. So yeah, no pre-approval is necessary, but definitely a conversation with your broker um, or your bank directly to understand that you have capacity to pay. That's essential. And definitely, definitely, need to register before. Um, I believe there's other states that you, you don't have to register beforehand, um, but you definitely have to register beforehand. Set yourself a limit, okay? Set yourself a top dollar. That's the maximum. That's our walkaway price. That's all we can afford. That's what the bank, the broker, whoever's talked to us and arranged our finance. Um, that's what they've actually um, set our maximum amount is. So make sure you set that, set it in stone. Don't change it. <laughs> um, have that set and locked in. Register beforehand. Make sure you've got it. Get there early. Um, usually a lot of um, auctions will have um, a coffee van or water or something like that. Get there early. Get yourself a drink. Settle down. Have a chat to some people and try and relax. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's always advice that um, we give to people. We always get there early so we can actually watch how many other people are registering. There's a tip uh, because you really need to know who your competition is. So I guess that brings us into during the auction um, some tips and useful hints for property buyers who are looking to bid at auction. Uh, and I think that we'll go through some of those now because there's lots of things that can happen and do happen at auctions and a lot of people may not be familiar with uh, whether it's right or wrong or what what the, the correct process is. So let's run through a few of those now, Scott. Have a bid. Have a bid. It's a good place to start if you're good, wanting to good buy. Good start. And I've heard a few auctioneers, especially one local one, say, and if you're interested in um, being the winner, the best place to be at the end is at the front. So Absolutely. <laughs> so have a bid, get started. Again, that'll you don't have to keep bidding straight away. If you can always get started and just let other people head away with it and see what happens. Um what can you bid? That's probably the biggest thing that people, you know, people are probably thinking, okay, what should I start with? Where should I start? Um, you know, what can you bid? Look, I think when it comes to determining an opening bid, that really comes down to, um, you know, auction strategy to some extent. If you know that there's, you know, a lot of people that have registered to bid and you are confident in the fact that you know where the value sits, then a strong opening bid can sometimes eliminate uh, some of the competition up front. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of nervous buyers that might open the bidding fairly low. I've seen auctioneers um, not accept an opening bid because it is too low. Um, I guess it brings um, us to another question that a lot of people ask is that can an auctioneer actually refuse bids? Yeah, they can. Um, so one, actually it wasn't last weekend, it was the weekend before. 
where we saw someone put in a, in a, in a very low bid. Um, it was going up, I think, it, going back in memory now, I think it was going up in 25s or 10s or 20s, I can't remember what it was, and, and someone tried to do a one. Um, they refused it and just said, no, look, at this stage, we're not accept those lower bids. So we want we want to get to a certain stage. The auctioneer will know what the reserve is. Okay, so they know where it is. They know where it, they they know where the vendor's expectations are and where they're trying to get to. So obviously their job is to try and get to that mark and go above that mark um, either as quick as they can or at least at some stage um, with as many bidders on the way. And I think it um, it also leads to the question at um, what increments should be used. Now, it's really important for anyone bidding at auction to understand that an auctioneer, their role is to always um, maintain the momentum of an auction. Now, if you've been to a number of auctions and you're experienced in, in auction bidding, you will know that an auctioneer will always try to control the pace of an auction and they may suggest that we're going to be moving up in 100,000 bid increments or $50,000 bid increments. Then they might drop it to $25,000 bid increments and they won't accept um, potentially anything lower. But sometimes, you know, another bidding strategy just to vary it up and change the pace of an auction is to bid in increments that are a little bit different. If the auctioneer is, you know, asking for bids in, in 25, give them 30, um, especially if you know you are in the value or, or under the value of the property. Move the auction to the point where you know the property um, is going to sell. It shows strength in your bidding strategy and confidence. Remember, I mentioned most bidders are not confident. They think that they're, you know, they're going to overpay at auction, but it comes with education around the market and understanding value before you turn up on the day. Think of it this way. A vendor or a seller, they're not going to sell their property for a bargain um, because it's at an auction. In most cases in Brisbane, there are conditional buyers that cannot bid under auction conditions waiting on the sideline to put in an offer that may be subject to finance. Um, so you can't just assume that you're going to get a bargain at auction uh, by bidding slowly and thinking no one else is there to bid. The property would in that case pass in and then the negotiations would potentially commence with those um, buyers that do have conditions in terms of their offers. So I think that's just important to understand the bid increments can be varied. You don't have to stay with the bid increments that the auctioneer is recommending and sometimes varying it up can make sense, especially if you're moving it in the right direction. Um, and even if the auctioneer is continuing to ask for 50s, you can make that choice to slow it down so that, um, you know, you are, especially if you know that you're approaching an appraisal range and you know where the value sits, because if you're one of the only ones in the room that, that really understands the market, um, that can give you a lot of power to, to control where that auction lot goes. Changing it up a bit might just test the auctioneer's maths and his memory as well. Always does. Yeah, see how he goes at counting as well. Um, vendor bids. Um, auctioneer can throw a vendor bid. Um, so if it's not getting to that level or if it's if it's quiet, if, if everyone goes quiet at the start sometimes, um, the auctioneer might say, look, well, I'll get it kicked off. We'll start with the vendor bid and we'll start here and we'll move up from increments from there. So that's just a, just, just a way to give you an indication they want to get it above that level at least. Um, it's not saying that that is the the level that it needs to be at, but it's just their way of starting to get it going and, and throwing that vendor bid in. And just to clarify, a vendor bid is a bid made by the auctioneer on behalf of the seller. So um, it's not a dummy bid. Dummy bidding is illegal. Um, who can actually bid at auction? That's only people that are registered to bid in Queensland. So you can't have a dummy bidder trying to artificially inflate the bidding 
um, activity at an auction here in Brisbane. Um, nor can you have an auctioneer that discreetly puts in a vendor bid. They must disclose if they are bidding on behalf of the seller as a vendor's bid. Um, and it's really important that you are listening for that so that you know whether you're bidding against the seller or bidding against another buyer, especially if you're in a very fast um, auction. So some auctioneers are very good. They're quite discreet, but um, they do disclose. So it's just important that you're listening for whether it is a vendor's bid or whether it is um, a bid from another registered bidder on the ground. And and the the auctioneer will will obviously say, you know, you need to be registered. He'll, he'll do his spiel at the start. You need to be registered, things like that. Um, there could be people bidding on behalf of others, i.e. buyer's agents, um, proxy bids. So you've got people on the phone, um, you could have agents sort of, there's somebody interested in buying the property that can't attend it on the day. So they'll be on the phone with an agent or a representative of the agents um, and they'll be on the phone making that as well. Yeah, quite often um, it's surprising to us as buyer's agent because we're always advocating for the buyer and representing the buyer. We're always there in person with written instructions from our buyers in terms of what their maximum bid limit is for that purchase. Um, but it's surprising to us how many times we attend auctions and we see um, sales agents from the agency who have the listing on the phone with a registered bidder, um, you know, putting forward bids on their behalf. It's very difficult to see what's happening at an auction when you're not physically there and when you're relying on a sales agent to represent you by calling out your bids. Um, quite often, all you hear is what they're telling you, not necessarily what's happening from other bidders. So, that's just a tip. Beware when you're actually um, using a proxy bidder. You really need transparency around what's actually happening. And sometimes if that's the case, asking to be on a FaceTime um, situation where you can visibly see other bidders um, can make sense to you. It's just another tip that we recommend. Um, obviously, when we're representing our clients, we're physically there. We can see the body language. We can see the bidding activity. We can understand what's happening on the ground. You don't have visibility over that when you are on the phone, um, having an agent call out your bids. So just something else to keep in mind when you are engaging someone um, as a proxy bidder on your behalf. I've always found that one a little bit funny how um, people engage somebody that's working for the vendor to make a bid for them on the phone when they're actually doing what well, their, their job is to actually get the most money for their vendor. Correct. But somebody's engaged them to actually do the bidding for them. I, I still, I'm still a bit sort of lost with that. But anyway, a lot of people do it. It does happen. Um, but you know, you, you're basically relying on somebody that's working for the vendor, the vendor to make that bid on your behalf. Yeah. I think another um, thing that buyers need to understand is any bid that you make as a registered bidder, that is a legally binding bid. Okay. So you can't, um, be uncertain about the bids when you are making those bids. Every bid is legally binding once it has been um, registered by the auctioneer. So definitely keep that in mind. And it comes back to what I spoke about originally, and that is confidence. Be confident when you're bidding, knowing um, that you understand the value of the property and you're not just taking those high bids that the agent might be asking for, especially if it's moving very quickly and Good auctioneers will actually shift an auction well past the um, the value point if they've got buyers that potentially don't understand the market value, especially in a hot market. We saw evidence of this throughout last year when there was, you know, in, in some instances, you know, more than 20, 25 registered bidders on a property. And because of FOMO, people just got lost in the moment and all of a sudden the property was at a very high inflated price 
and it went from sort of $50,000 bids right down to $1,000 bids very quickly. Um, so it's important to understand the value. Every bid is legally binding. Don't caught up. Don't get caught up in a fast-moving auction um, if you're not understanding where the bid increments are taking you. So just be really confident with that process. Another one that I, we do hear quite a lot, on the market. Mm. Does a property have to be called on the market yep. before it sells? Um, and look, technically, no, it does not. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, though, when you understand the auctioneers and the language that they use, um, we as professionals in the industry always know when they, you know, they call it once, twice, three times. We always know when it's either on the market to sell or not. Um, at the end of the day, generally, um, because when you're confident um, with the market knowledge in terms of value, generally we know when it is going to be on the market. Um, a lot of auctioneers will call it on the market and a lot of bidders will actually wait for that um, call to take place. But technically, um, that's not a necessary step in the process. So it's something for buyers to be aware of. Yeah, you do see sometimes agents will walk away and the lead agent probably um, the auctioneer will be doing his work. The lead agent might wander off and go and have a chat to the, the vendor, come back and say, look, we're, we're on the market, we're selling. Um, creates a little bit more excitement around the place. I think a lot of people go, oh, hang on, we're selling now. We've, we better get a bid in, otherwise we will miss out. Um, otherwise, you know, they will just keep that sort of ball rolling. Um, they don't have to actually disclose. Um, they could sell it if they like. Um, sometimes they'll go in and have that discussion in the in the quiet private room and then come out with the advice to say, look, we're, we've had an increase in bid or whatever it may be. It's on the market or we're still not at a level yet. Um, so they need to do a bit more work as well. And that's the thing. I, you know, it's quite funny when you are, you know, watching an auction and you see registered bidders ask the auctioneer, is the property on the market yet? Um, and quite often these are people that have not yet even put a bid in for the property. Um, quite, quite often the auctioneer will say, not yet, but if you bid, we'll get it there. Now, at the end of the day, as I mentioned previously, a, a vendor or a seller is not going to sell a property unless it reaches the, the amount that they're prepared to let the property go for. So in order to get a property onto the market, buyers have to actually bid. <laughs> a property doesn't get called on the market prematurely. So, you know, it does come down to, to understanding the value and being confident in two things that I do keep coming back to. One last thing that I do want to touch on though, and Scott, you just mentioned it there, um, not all auctions will stall, um, but for those that do, they're usually stalling um, because the bidding activity has not reached a level at where the sellers are prepared to let the property go for. Um, and therefore, there's a bit of work to do to, um, you know, minimise that gap between the seller's expectations and what the buyer's current bid is. Um, and at that point, as you, you rightly pointed out, a lot of auctioneers will take the highest bidder um, into a separate room or away from the crowd um, and enter negotiations with them effectively they will say, you know, have we got your best bid? Are you prepared to put forward an alternative bid? We're not yet at the point that the sellers are willing to let the property go for. If you are a weak negotiator, if you don't understand where the value sits in that property, if you can't be factual in those negotiations at that point, we've seen it happen time and time again, there can be big negotiation jumps um, in price because you may be emotional, you don't want to miss out, you can potentially... Um, be at a dis, in a disadvantaged situation if you're 
dealing with a very experienced negotiator. And believe me, a lot of agents and a lot of auctioneers in Brisbane, they're experienced negotiators. So unless you're just as experienced, um, you can be the losing party in that regard if you're not wanting to, you know, meet the the market expectation. And it, and it can pause more than once. Uh, one we saw on the weekend, I think, I actually lost count, probably three <laughs> or four times it actually paused and they went and negotiated and came back, slight increase, and away they went until they actually got to a level where they actually sold the property. That was the longest auction. I think the auction went for about one hour yeah, and 10 minutes. So, so they, um, auctioneer did a lot of work. Agent did a lot of work. Look, they got the outcome for the, the client, the vendor. Um, so good on them. They, they sold the property, um, which was a good outcome for them as well. So um, passed in. Look, again, if a pot property passes in, so if it doesn't get to the level um, that the vendor's expectations or the, the reserve price is, um, they, could, they will pass the property and they'll say, look, ask for last bids. If no one gets to that level, then they can say, look, we'll pass it in. Um, and and that, that is where the property passes in and goes to negotiation. And one thing that's absolutely critical for buyers to understand is unless you are physically at the auction, you do not know whether the property is passed in with a vendor's bid or with a current buyer's bid. And there's so many examples that we've seen because we are in the market every single weekend and attending auctions every Saturday that we might see a $300,000 gap between the highest bidder, uh, the highest bid from the market or a registered bidder to where the property passes in because it passes in with a vendor's bid. And so what the majority of the market will see is that the property passed in at one price but that's actually $300,000 or more. That was just the example that I'm using um, ahead of the highest bid from a buyer. Now, that can create some misconceptions in the market as well. And that's why it's so critical as buyers agents that we um, attend auctions, even if we're not physically bidding for clients. So we understand how that gap is changing between buyers and sellers in the Brisbane market. Um, and we're definitely seeing some evidence of that in some pockets of Brisbane. Um, and that's really important for you to know if you are in a market and you are buying in a select group of suburbs, you should be attending every auction in those suburbs so that you understand where the seller's expectations are, where the buyer's expectations are, and don't just base your market knowledge of what a property price is in for, because that's not necessarily what the market's prepared to pay. So at an auction, what what you buy it for, if you buy it, and if you buy it for just a little bit more than the next person you're paying market value. So whatever you're buying it for, if it passes in, you've lost that opportunity. It goes, basically it goes out, it then becomes, which is um, a little bit of a hard one for a lot of people, it, it's multi-offer. So it goes out to everyone to put a multi-offer. It's unknown, it's it's completely blank and you don't know what the next person is prepared to pay. As Melinda said, you know, you could you could be looking at property worth $2 million, it passed, or say it passed in at say $2 million, but the next bid might have been that 1.6, 1.7, but the vendor bid's 2 mil. So people are going to be thinking if they don't know, oh, it passed in at 2 mil, it's got to be worth around that. So they go into that multi-offer situation and, and it's very unknown. You don't know what it, what it is unless you're at the auction, as, as Melinda mentioned, and you know what the highest bidder was. And um, one more thing that I will point out as a big mistake that a lot of buyers make is they think that if they're the highest bidder when the property passes in, that they will have the exclusive right to negotiate with the seller. That is simply not true here in Brisbane. Every buyer will have the opportunity to submit an offer on a property when it passes in at auction. It does 
become a multiple offer situation where you will have the opportunity to submit an offer for the seller to consider, whether that's a conditional offer or an unconditional offer, but it becomes a blind process. The benefit of an auction is that the negotiations are very transparent. You can see exactly what every other buyer is prepared to pay. Um, what you don't see under multiple offer is what any other buyer is prepared to pay. So it becomes a blind auction instead of a public auction, which is never um, to anyone's benefit if they are sort of, you know, looking to buy and they really love the property and they're wanting to secure it. Um, going into a blind auction is never fun. So that's a little bit on auctions. Um, I just wanted to say one other thing, actually, from an auction I was at on the weekend over at Wavell Heights. Um, it was really nice. I had a, a gentleman come up to me and he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, hey, I love your podcast. Um, that was actually really, really nice. And thank you um, for the for the mention on the day. It was really nice to actually chat to someone and, and get that sort of little tap on the shoulder to say they love the podcast and love listening to it. Looking forward to this Thursday's episode coming out. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. Um, anyone else out there, look, if you see us out and about with a Streamline Property shirt on or um, one of our team, tap them on the shoulder, say hello. Look, we love chatting to people. Um, we're not just there to do a job. We, we do like to get out and chat to people, have a, have a chat to everyone and see what's happening, whether it's about the weather. Um, I'll always chat about that if you like. <laughs> but just have a chat. Look, we're, we're here to – and even if you've got any questions or anything like that, feel free to ask. Um, we are here to help and, and to help people out in the market. So Absolutely. Um, look, I'll let Melinda wrap that up. It's been really good chatting again, uh, a little bit about auctions and some tips. Hope you got some good tips out of that. If you are looking for property in Brisbane and you need some help at all, um, whether it's a home or investment, reach out to us at Streamline Property Buyers. Love to help out. Um, and until next week, we will talk soon. Take care. Bye for now. We hope you've enjoyed getting some auction tips um, from people that do it, you know, so often um, and so frequently and, and therefore much more experienced than generally, um, you know, most bidders are here in Brisbane. It comes back to confidence and knowledge of the market. Um, and if you don't have both, then it may be best just to engage professionals to assist you for that auction bidding process. As always, if you do enjoy uh, the content that we produce every single week, please hit that subscribe button and tell your friends and family that our podcast exists. We've had some fantastic feedback and it's always lovely to you know, get a tap on the shoulder, as Scott said, from some of our podcast fans and um, and hear that they are enjoying our episodes. Um, hope you have a fabulous week. We look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and, of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.